Welcome to another podcast from the Rotary and Community Service Radio Show, which is now in its 12th year. Our show is heard every Friday between 6 and 8 p.m. on Community Radio Station 94.1 FM 3WBC and is also streamed live on the World Wide Web at www.3wbc.org.au. Here is a recorded interview first played on the 21st of September 2018 by Ian Salick with past District Governor Seneki Amerasinghe of Rotary District 3220 in Sri Lanka and the Maldives and with Peter Cribb, past President of the Rotary Club of Flemington about their Slide into Sri Lanka project. This is 94.1 FM 3WBC, the voice of the Inner East, and you're listening to the Rotary and Community Service Radio Show. I'm Ian Salick. It's a real honour this evening to welcome to the show two guests. One is a very special international guest from Rotary International District 3220, based in Sri Lanka and the Maldives. He is the past district governor from 2016-17, Seneca Amerasinghe. Secondly, it's a great pleasure to welcome back to the program past president, Peter Cribb, from the Rotary Club of Flemington. These two Rotarians are here to talk about a really innovative Rotary project (coughs) called Slide into Sri Lanka. Seneca and Peter Cribb, thank you for joining us and a very warm welcome to the 94.1 FM 3WBC microphone. Oh, good morning, or oh, good evening, Ian. And good evening to you too. Great to have you in Australia, Seneca. Uh, it's great to have you with us. Now, Thank I'd you. like to chat to you, first of all, if I may, about um, uh, your background. Before we talk about this very simple sounding but very cleverly conceived project headed up by Peter Cribb in Melbourne, uh, well, what we want to do is find out a little bit about you, Seneca. <laughs> First of all, in what part of Sri Lanka were you born? Uh, in the capital, Colombo. In the capital, Colombo, which is very well known to all yes. Australians, and especially to Australians as my grandparents who used to go overseas and take about six weeks to go overseas, and Colombo was always on the international shipping route, wasn't it? Yes, of course. And, and we have a 20 million population in Sri Lanka right now, and around 2 million in Colombo the capital. It's amazing to think of that because in this very large country of Australia our population is 25 million and you have 20 million in a very small small space. Now uh, first of all what did you do after attending school? Well may I first mention that I went to a very prestigious school, Royal College in in Colombo. A private school? It's a government school, a government school, and yes. a very recognised government school. Uh, of course, the, today we have nearly seven, more than seven thousand students in that school, but not that many during my time of studies. And then um, uh, I have uh, after school, I did accountancy, and I was uh, uh, going through training in a very firm uh, firm of accountants called Ford Roots Thornton and Company. Yes. Now, now known as KPMG. Oh, and so, again, very well known in Australia. Yes. 
So I was under training there while I was following my accountancy studies. And thereafter I went to Germany and I was training in motor mechanism in Wolfsburg, Germany at Volkswagenburg. And at the time we were representing Volkswagen in Sri Lanka where we were having the franchise because my dad who started the business is uh, we are, it's a motor business where we represent different franchises of motor vehicles and uh, currently we are also representing Peugeot from France and Mazda from Japan so we are the local distributors in Two Sri Lanka. wonderful marks yes. very much so yeah and so uh, after my study uh, training in uh, Germany I came back to the family business and I started there working in my in the company which my dad was the founder and we are I'm very proud to say around 60 years now representing Peugeot and one of the oldest distributors in the uh, South Asian region. Wonderful. For Peugeot. Wonderful. Yeah. And a beautiful and motor car too. I of course. Say. And of course my father is not living anymore. He passed away in 1970 at which time I was uh, I became the chairman and managing director of the company and my mother was also in the business and my mother was uh, actually my mother was chairman and I was managing director. And are you still in the business? Uh, I'm still in the business I am now because my mother also passed away four years ago up to that time she was the chairman of the company it's a family business it's not a it's a private company and my son who studied in Australia because uh, after his uh, initial education in Sri Lanka, from 1990, he was at Churchy in Brisbane, Brisbane Anglican Church Grammar yes, School, yes. where he studied up to grade 12. And thereafter, he went to Los Angeles and in, he was in University of Southern California. What an international family yes. you really are. You spent time in Germany. Yes, uh, and, and my son was in Australia and then also he went to the US and he graduated in computer science in uh, University of Southern California and now since 2005 after graduation he's in the family business too and since uh, about two years ago he's now our director CEO of the company. Wonderful, so yes. the tradition continues. Yes, yeah, that's right. And yeah. that's over 60 years in the, in the in motor, the motor trade. Trade. <clears throat> trade. Wonderful, yeah. absolutely yeah. wonderful. Uh, Seneca, when did you join Rotary? Just before that, I might just mention that I am also the Honorary Consul for Austria and I have been holding this position for the last 30 years and uh, very pleased to say that three years ago I got the Merit in Gold Award from the President of Austria himself for uh, the Yeoman service I have given to Austria. Well, that yes. is a wonderful honour, and I yes. know what wonderful work the consuls do. Thanks. And I also know what a wonderful country Austria is. Yes, of I course. I was there a few years ago in the yes. beautiful city of Vienna, which I suppose you go to yes, of uh, every now and then, of course, on official business. Yes. Uh, but absolutely wonderful stuff. Well, just coming back to the Rotary Club that you joined yes. in uh, Sri Lanka. Yes. What was that? That was the Rotary Club <coughs> of Colombo, and in 1971. So now I am 47 years a Rotarian and uh, my dad was also a Rotarian of the same club. It's the first club that was started in Sri Lanka and uh, this year I'm happy to tell you in October 
we are celebrating our 90th anniversary. That is a long tradition. Long tradition. And not much less than our oldest club in Australia, uh-huh. the Rotary Club of Melbourne, right. uh, which uh, uh, has uh, had its, or nearly had its, 100 years. And that will be uh, that will be absolutely wonderful. That started in 1921. Okay. And coming up very shortly in 2021 is its centenary. Okay. And you're not far behind that not in the Rotary behind. Club of Colombo. And uh, we are, in fact, on the 3rd of October, we have a black tie dinner uh, celebration for to mark the 90th anniversary, which will be attended by the chief guest, who will be the Rotary International President, Barry Rassing. A great honour to have Barry there. Yes. And uh, congratulations for going that long. And, and t- Well, I should ask you, uh, how many clubs in your Rotary district? We have right now around 70 clubs and around 2,000 members in the whole of Sri Lanka. And uh, Seneca, what motivated you in the first place to join Rotary? What was your, what was your light bulb moment to join Rotary, as they say? Uh, before that, Ian, I must say that it's a great honour that we have produced a Rotary International President for the first time ever from Sri Lanka in K.R. Ravindran, who's a member of my own club. Ah, yes. And no, Ravi, Ravi was the Ravi, president yes. in the year 2014-15. Yes, international president. Yeah. Now, to come back to your question, uh, service above self is the motto of Rotary, and it really gives me great pleasure to uh, be give a helping hand to those who are less fortunate. So that was really my motivation. So that's your mantra. Yeah. Uh, but did you have any experience before you jo- joined Rotary of community service? Uh, for instance, I often ask people that uh, we talk to what started you, and they say, "Well, at school we did community service." Have you, in fact, had that uh, that background as well? The way I would say to answer you that. I was a Boy Scout at Royal College and then uh, we used to go to houses on a thing called cheaper job and so that sparked it off. Yes, I thought that might have been the case. Yes. It often happens that way where people are collecting for charity or yes. they're chopping wood for pensioners or yes. helping people at hospitals. That's right. So that was your motivation. Yes. And what year, what year did you join? 1971. 1971, yes, right, wonderful. 47 years. Now, Sanaki, what uh, roles did you have, uh, both at your club and in your district, before you became district governor in 2016-17? Well, in one year at club level, level one year I was the director international, and then uh, I have also served as Chairman of the International of the Community Services Committee uh, and for service projects, and then after that, at district level, I have been district chair for service projects, and also uh, you know you are familiar with the fact that we had a tsunami Very in two thousand four so. December. Very much so. And that time, we had a past governor uh, from Germany who visited a hospital down southern coast in Sri Lanka which got badly damaged due to the uh, sea water flowing in. And so this lady, very gracious of her, 
She having assessed the damage, she went back to Germany. She mustered the support of 200 Rotary Clubs from Germany and uh, collected 1.3 million euros. How wonderful. Yes. And that money was given to the Rotary Foundation <coughs> in Germany because they have a separate foundation for giving donations. And through that foundation, the money was sent to, to us and we built, with the help of those funds, three new wards which accommodate nearly 150 beds in that hospital. Plus, we went for a global grant with the Rotary Foundation USA and we got another $450,000 and we had a great project where we have equipped the hospital with a lot of equipment in the theatre, in the neonatal unit and so on in different parts of this hospital with the premier hospital for maternity on the southern part of Sri Lanka. So that project was undertaken by my club, Rotary Kalambo, and I chaired that project as a member of the Rotary Kalambo. A wonderful project from disaster. Yes. Something is born that is good. Yes. Which was obviously the case. Yes. Because that's long lasting. Of course. Has Sri Lanka fully recovered from the tsunami? Yes, it has. Well, Seneca, thank you for letting us get to know you a little bit better. Now, Peter, when we last spoke at the District 9800 conference in Warrnambool in March, uh, you talked about the slide into Sri Lanka program, and then it was relatively in its infancy. Uh, please uh, explain to our listeners what this program is all about. When did it actually start? Ian, it started a couple of years ago with a chance meeting with uh, a dinner party with friends in Adelaide who were at that time hosting a gentleman from Sri Lanka who was uh, completing his PhD studies in basically child services. Um, he runs a Japanese school and sports school in central Sri Lanka, but whilst he was doing his masters, he, with a group of friends, saw a need and uh, raised funds and started a girls' school as well, which is associated with this uh, Japanese school. Um, he's an extraordinary man, and over dinner, as you do, you learn lots more about the nature of the person and the things that he's done, which uh, got me very inspired. And um, as typically we do, we ask him, I asked him and saying, what's the next phase? What do you need to do? Having heard of the ventures to that point, and explained that the big changes in Sri Lanka was, uh, like most Western countries, was the embracing of technology at all levels and the need for the workforce to become technically literate. And he believed that he really needed to get a series of computers into the system that he had where the girls would receive the experiences that would make them more employable when they left the home. And the schooling system is very good and what they do at the home with the girls is really good. Um, we're out of your computers, of course. So I immediately said, well, I can think I can help you with the computers. And it uh, wasn't very long that I had people prepared to, uh, to pay the funding for us to buy them. Uh, then the question came about how we got them to Sri Lanka. And there started perhaps the second phase. We discovered it, uh, you just can't send them across in containers, obviously for safety point of view and security. And we eventually had to revert or revert to using DIK and envisage sending a 20-foot container, which grew and grew as the um, opportunities and the needs. And we got to know more about the school and what it was doing and what it required. So it ended up with bicycles, ended up with sewing machines, it ended up all these besides the computers and many other things.
eventually it was a 40 foot container and we learnt that they could make use of the 40 foot container which solved the dilemma about being unloading of the container whilst it was across there and the container actually is we bought that and donated it as well but now with the 40 foot container we had air and we posed the question what do you want us to do to fill it and the request was a playground so um, I can tell you about the the steps that take place from there but was very soon after that on a trip across there that I caught up with um, with Seneca and with others of the Rotary District, uh, Rotary Clubs um, in general, but particularly in Colombo. We had a lovely lunch one day and I explained to them about what my vision was that we have all of these playgrounds in Australia. We estimate that in Victoria alone there is well in excess of 20,000. And the present, the insurance system means that when a playground is removed, often in quite excellent condition, that it cannot be reused in Victoria. And so what we decided was rather than dump it, why don't we donate it? So that's where the project's idea started from. Well, uh, Peter and Seneca, we're going to take a little break here. And when we come back, I'm going to ask you about the real mechanics of the program, Peter, its costs, and how Rotary District 9800 and Rotary District are cooperatively working to Welcome back, this is 94.1 FM, 3WBC, and I'm Ian Salik. And I'm talking with past District Governor Seneca Amanasinghe from Rotary International District 3220, based in Sri Lanka and the Maldives, and uh, past President Peter Cribb of the Rotary Club of Flemington about a wonderful Rotary program called Slide into Sri Lanka, where playgrounds are disassembled here in Victoria packed in containers and shipped to Sri Lanka. Well, Peter Cribb, what playgrounds are in the pipeline currently to go to Sri Lanka and what do you need to do before you advise um, Seneca's district in Sri Lanka about a pending shipment? And, you know, I'm, as I speak, it's growing uh, and we are finding that the project, uh, we're getting offers now for playgrounds from sources we never even thought we would get. We always thought we would get them from councils, which is where the first one that we obtained and sent to Sri Lanka that went about a year ago. But we're now getting them from all sorts of sources. So we have one that's online to be disassembled from the Greyhound Racing Authority in Bendigo that'll be undertaken by the Eagle Hawk Rotary Club in, in collaboration with the students from the Bendigo Senior Secondary College. We also have one coming from the Marriott Club, which is down near Cranbourne, which is in the heartland of a lot of the Sri Lankan community down there. It's going to be completely undone by a local car club down there with some assistance from the Sri Lankan community. Uh, we have one offered yesterday from Caulfield Grammar School. So they're coming from any number of sources other than just from councils. And it's not always a rotary team that goes in to disassemble no, them? No, uh, we would love it to be a rotary team and we're endeavouring to do that. But clearly Victoria has five rotary districts and getting the message out. So your programs can be very important, I hope, in others being aware of it. What I think is quite ideal is that the project uh, really allows a small club to be uh, very much involved. There's not a lot of mechanical work involved. There's no heavy work involved. 
And even if they uh, perhaps have not a lot of wear for all, they can lead a group, so they can partner, as for example, the Eagle Hall Club is with the Bendigo Senior Secondary College, partner with a club or another organisation, a men's shed, for example, or whatever, to pull it apart. They would have the tools to do so. The obviously. tools are fairly simple and you can buy the tools from Bunnings um, and you're talking about buying the tools might cost a total of $20 or something. It is not an expensive um, purchase, per, purchase to do. So the task is, the play, we're not choosing all playgrounds. We're only taking playgrounds that are able to be unbolted and that leaves the verticals onto which all the parts, the roofs, the platforms, the slides, the fences. Some of those are cemented in, are they not? They are. So we remove all the bits from those and the contractor comes in and then removes those posts, breaks the concrete off them and adds them to our pile. So the only job is literally unbolting screws uh, that hold, say, the plastic roof on or the plastic slide on or the fence on. And we bring the DIK truck along and load it into the DIK truck and take it back for consolidation, a container for shipment. The task the group has to do beforehand is we need lots of photographs and what we'll be sending, um, all this documentation will be available online because we've now built a FileMaker software system where each one of these projects from the time we get the offer, we start adding data to it and, Sri and the team over in Sri Lanka will have access to this in real time but on it we would have the photographs or link to it, the photographs of playground. One of our members in our club, Lynn Borgarts, is an engineer and she is drawing up plans for each playground and she writes onto the plans complete coding of every single piece and then the team that's pulling it apart before they pull it apart puts all those codes onto every single piece in permanent texture pen. That means when it's disassembled we know precisely which piece goes with which and of course it's all recorded as well, the plans are recorded, the photographs are recorded onto the FileMaker file database that can be accessed at any time by the team over in Sri Lanka. And Seneki, at your end, what do you have to set in motion to take receipt of the playground equipment? What have you got to do at your end? Well, uh, I have discussed this matter with also the current, uh, our current district governor uh, who is Dushan Soza and uh, we have already met the our finance minister, the current finance minister and the minister has given his blessings to uh, give us duty waiver so there will be no custom duty charged on Excellent. the, on Excellent. the, on Good. the equipment yeah. that comes in but we told him that this is coming as a donation and it will be uh, fitted up in a number of uh, playgrounds across the country uh, and so uh, that's the first step we hurdle that we have got through now so the goods need to be consigned to the Rotary Club of Colombo and then we take it on from there so if seven playgrounds are coming in the first container of a 40 foot container mm, our plan is that we are now locating seven playgrounds that need the equipment in in Colombo in within the city of Colombo that's the first one. After that, we will look at going beyond Colombo into other uh, cities uh, that uh, where we could fit these playgrounds. Some may not have a playground at the moment. Some may have playgrounds where the equipment is not good enough 
we need to replace it. Upgrade. Take the old one out. Yes. And put the one that comes yes. in from Australia. Yes. So uh, our job is uh, firstly to clear the cargo from the port of Colombo. Secondly, to transport it where we need we need to find uh, to fund it the cost of transportation, and then the cost of installation. For that, we will try to get also help from other institutions like you know equivalent of your TAFE in Australia. Yes. We could try and get some help from uh, the training institutions where some of the students and so on could Because help. they've got some mechanical yes. uh, level of uh, intelligence, yes, intelligence and they're able to reassemble them. And, uh, help to assemble it, uh, you know, on, a, uh, on the basis that they would give their, their time and effort freely. freely yes. So uh, we are working on that. We are working on that and we are quite hopeful. Uh, and these grounds uh, are some are managed by the local councils or managed by the housing. Uh, there is a national housing authority, Sri Lanka. They also have playgrounds, different parts of the country. So either case, we will uh, contact whichever institution necessary and proceed. The wheels are set in motion. Yes, yes. Well, gentlemen, if I could ask you both a question, uh, perhaps you first, Peter, what costs are involved with finding, disassembling, shipping, and finally reassembling the playgrounds when they reach Sri Lanka? There must be some costs involved. I'll come to you in a moment, uh, Seneki, but uh, Peter, first of all, what costs are involved at this end? Um, Ian, at this end, what we have discovered is that when a playground is um, uh, to be removed, it eventually has to be disposed of. And what we have found is that um, the organising bodies are agreeing to pay us a small fee, about $550 a playground, which is considerably less. And for that, we actually can help disassemble it. We can um, transport it. Um, so they are not involved with tipping fees or transport fees or labour costs. So the money that they pay is a, represents a win for them. So, but together, when we put those five fifties together for six playgrounds, it virtually pays the shipping. So the project here, in terms of cash outlays for Rotary Clubs or for the Rotary District is zero. Clearly there's lots of time put in and there's lots of diesel spent, spent by driving around and looking at playgrounds to take photographs, etc. But there's really no funding required, so, so the potentially is ongoing. The container cost is offset. That's the container cost is paid for by the the charge that we have, we live it on each playground, yes. So when they're amassed and you can get, <coughs> how many playgrounds can you usually get into a container? Well, or is that, that a bit of a movable well, feast? It's, it's a movable feast and uh, um, one thing that the, the Seneca and I are very much aware of is that we're playing this a bit by the seat of our pants and it will evolve as we go along, we will find issues etc. But the playgrounds we are choosing do mainly flat pack. So we are confident that we can get six of them into a playground but we are talking about playgrounds that might be massively different in size. So, But we charge the same fee at the minute. Um, but we are working on the basis we can get six or seven of these into a 40 foot container. Great stuff. And Seneki, how is the program being received in Sri Lanka? Uh, are more being requested and are they gratefully received, I take it? Oh yes, very much so because uh, the, uh, the children that would benefit 
those grounds are located near housing schemes and in common areas where a lot of children from the age groups of uh, maybe from 4 to 12 could benefit from those uh, playgrounds and uh, I have seen one set of equipment sent from Australia by Rotary Club of Flemington which is now installed in Kurunagala and uh, it's great stuff and I'm very pleased with what has been already sent. So I have every confidence, all confidence that it will go very well and it will be well received and it will be put to good use uh, by the children in Sri Lanka. That's very good to know. Peter, can this program be adopted Australia-wide and into other countries? Um, let's do the second part first, Ian. Uh, we're already sending a playground as we sit here today. It's in a container on its way to Balibo in East Timor. Fabulous. And I know from Ricardo that um, many of our listeners will know well uh, from the Rotary Club of Port Melbourne that he would very much like, or David Dippy, they would very much like a number of more playgrounds in the future for schools in that area that they deal with. So we can deal with it there. The great thing about Sri Lanka is the man sitting next to me. The great thing that we need to have is an infrastructure on the ground in the country that we actually are dealing with. To receive them. To receive them, to make certain that they are... I mean, we really are taking on a promise when we uh, have a playground given to us by a donor, we would like to follow it up. And we will, in fact, be eventually linking the donor with the organisation or the community in which the playground is received. So it allows those organisations also to share in, I guess, the love where kids are actually around the world or enjoying the playgrounds. So we can extend it to other countries once the infrastructure is there. But the present stage, I think what um, Seneca and I are really keen to do is to get this system working smoothly. And we get through the trial period and we find that it runs and it's sort of cost effective. We can run it on and on. But we can also then direct this to other needy countries um, as they might occur. There are many playgrounds. Could we do it in other states? Absolutely. All we need is to have somebody in one of the Rotary districts. I've already been offered like playgrounds. District, yeah. Like But in, in Australia, I've already been offered playgrounds from Ride Council in uh, New South Wales, but I need to get somebody in those areas who's prepared to take the responsibility and work with the council. And work to, with the council to, to coordinate. Exactly. Well, Peter, if a Rotarian or non Rotarian listener out there wants to help with this program, how do they go about it in terms of liaising with the suburban council or municipality to get hold of the playgrounds? Uh, and I think uh, they could, it's, you could start at either end. So you could either contact me saying, if you can get a playground in this area, we'll put a team together to help and pull it out. Or conversely, they can go and talk to the council. Often it's the local Rotary Club that knows uh, through connections that a playground's due to be replaced at some stage. Um, take the initiative. We'd love you to do that. Make contact with the authority, be it a school or a business or a uh, council that's going to, don't, uh, going to replace the playground. Make the links with them and we're happy to provide all the infrastructure and where for all. And of course we have, on the other end of the world, we've got the delivery process um, in place. Beautifully in place in District uh, 3220. Absolutely. Which facilitates it magnificently. And it's a big education system. There's almost as many schools in Sri Lanka. There's many more schools in Sri Lanka than there are in Victoria. Um, so the needs, um, there are many opportunities there that we can keep running with. 
it's just the, the most marvellous program and I commend you for it and what you're doing to get it up and running. Uh, I think it's a fabulous program and uh, you are to be complimented, Peter, on being uh, its founder uh, and I, I wish you all best success in extending it a little further and into other countries and uh, you've mentioned uh, East Timor and I think that's a, a great opportunity. From your end, uh, are you uh, confident that you can continue to get the people to assemble them at your end and continue to get support for establishing the playgrounds in different areas within Sri Lanka? Oh yes, certainly, uh, Ian. I'm very confident of that. And once they are installed, we hope to uh, send some photos uh, of the children who are to enjoying the joy, the benefit of the joy. Yeah, what we are doing. So we will send them over to Peter and then he can have them publicized, published in, uh, uh, for the Rotary world in Australia. For all it, it's Rotary a wonderful world. idea. Peter, can you write to municipal, uh, so the municipal association or to councils en masse, show them the photographs and the joy that's being created to encourage more contact with you? Is there anything you can do or and, you would like I, to say to, to... I think one of the really refreshing things in, in the last 18 months working on the project is the strong sense in Australia about recycling. And we're finding from one of our great supporters now is the association that uh, Barbara Champion runs that many of the councils and contractors belong to. We have a number of contractors now that automatically make contact with us. We already have a number of councils now that have included in the tender documents for playgrounds removal that the successful tenderer must work with Rotary for the removal. Ah, that's critically so, important. So yes. we, we've only got a few councils so far, but there are 71 councils in Victoria, and we think that as we grow and it becomes better known, because people want to do it. The, the notion about children are endearing to us all, and the fact that the playground that would otherwise be wasted can be made good use of by kids somewhere else is um, a message that's pretty hard to ignore. Exemplary. An exemplary program. Well, past District Governor Seneki Amerasingha from District 3220 and past President Peter Cribb from the Rotary Club of Clemington, thank you both so much for talking to us on the Rotary and Community Service radio show. This slide into Sri Lanka program is unique, clever and demonstrates how communities can help each other in different parts of the world and you certainly help to facilitate that. This year's Rotary theme is Be the Inspiration. And Peter, your program is just that, and uh, congratulations. Saniki, Amerasinghe, safe home to Sri Lanka, and thank you for joining us. Thank you, and we are also going to finally have a sister club agreement with the Rotary Club of Flemington, which will be part of our international relations. That will just Australia. cap it off nicely. Thank you, Peter. Thank you for listening to this podcast. This podcast was produced and presented by Ian Salick of Rotary District 9800 in Victoria, Australia. More podcasts can be found on iTunes by typing into your browser Rotary Radio Doing Good in Victoria or alternatively by going to the Rotary District 9800 website at www.rotarydistrict.com 9800.org.au and clicking on Rotary Radio.